All right. So um, now are you going to play us in with another recap? Yeah, I am. Yes. Are you really? Yeah, hang on. I just need to. All right, give me a second. Part of every game, like the rest of the game, just sucks ass. It's terrible. I fucking cry. All you. I just put up with it for the for the song. (laughs) Beautiful music. Do I? Do I? All right, I got it. Oh, this is on. Replacement ukulele. Oh my god, you have a second one. There's a backup. The back pretty hardcore. It's like the electric one. This one is more in tune, even though it's kind of a worse ukulele. This one's okay. more for sweet licks. We defeated the monsters and got the shard. We returned to the entrance, although it was hard. Heard a sweet voice, told the dwarves lies. Found out Tompkins left. Now we're off to find that guy. The end. <laughs> the best I can do on one take. Very. <laughs> it's Gorgeous. perfect. You don't need another take. You know. Woke up in a lucid dream. Now we're hunting for the shards. We might be We've got no bonds. World Walkers. Last time on World Walkers, the group recovered their first shard of stardust, carefully sneaking their way back to the portal and ultimately to the town of Hogarth. The group returned to discover two things. First, while they only spent a small amount of time in the other world, it had been three weeks back on the other side. Not only that, but their halfling guide Tompkins had lost hope, telling a bar patron that he intended to visit his parents. The group, baffled by the loss of time and in need of finding their guide, collect their thoughts and gather supplies before they venture forth to the city of Bridgeport. He's been gone for three weeks, and eventually he he was talking to someone around here. Uh, um, I forget who. And then he decided to uh, venture off to the... And he goes, he goes... Oh, the West. He went West. Could I um, maybe gesture if any of them are looking over at me, gesture them over, and then while I'm doing that, continue to talk to the dwarf and just say, uh, are you sure you don't remember who he talked to before he left? I'm not over there. I'm actually standing on a table now, like showing a jig to the dwarves that are around me. Like yeah. I'm trying to get them on the table with me to dance. I'm like, yeah, all right. well, look at this. I got this hoedown yeah. going. <laughs> yeah, you get a few to join you. Yeah, yeah, I'm having a merry time. <laughs> all the drinks, all the drinks. Um, so yeah, the rest of the group comes around you, Tin, uh, except for Vasa. Um, and he says, oh man, um... Oh, it was me. That It was me, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. Okay. And... Um, he stayed around for a little while... Because he, like, believed in you and stuff. And then, like, um, he just said that he was going to go visit his parents. And so he left. We've only been gone for two days. No, you've been, like, gone, like, three weeks. Like, we all thought you were dead. 
Um, can I? I'm actually like Tin has very little patience for this kind of stuff, so she just like makes sure none of like the bar patrons are looking, and she yeah. steps in real close and just like picks this guy up by his collar and is just like, <laughs> I need to know specifically where he went. He went to to, to um um uh, Bridgeport to visit his parents. He said, "Which way is Bridgeport? How do we get it's there?" West. Yeah. Uh, I set the, I set the dwarf down and hand him a gold piece. It's like, thanks. <laughs> mm, ugh, he takes the coin. He walks up to the bar. Okay, so we need to think. We need to discuss this freaking time, skip, jump, guys, because that's fucking weird. Is it the cave? Was it the plague blood? Was it the? Yes to all of the above. <laughs> Well, certainly we did go somewhere special when we went through that portal from which all those crazy monsters are coming from. I suppose time just moved differently there. Yeah, I'm going to imagine it's something to do with that. I think right now we need to focus on getting this back to Tompkins before more nightmares show up here. Are we going to close out the passageways or help or make sure the dwarves do it or just let them do whatever the fuck they want? No, they just they decided they're going to fight him off. If that's their decision, I think we can, you know, map out best we can. If you can use your ranger skills, like I imagine like your ranger skills, you have like animal drawing skills. You can do like, I like to imagine you use like an old printer and you just go, (laughs) and it's like (laughs) photorealistic drawing. (laughs) Just leaves assy art for them. Yeah. So but we can, but you know, like maybe we can make notes about what we know, like stay a couple of days. If anybody needs any supplies or anything, we think the town can provide us okay. before yeah, we would... travel out and then just go, go hunt down Tompkins. He's our only link really back. Barto needs a, to go to a store. Let's yeah, let's rest up and load up on stuff while all this, the time hiding the shard from these people that we are lying to and uh, <laughs> then head west. So are we, like, kind of just chilling in the town before preparing to... Like, can we assume that we had a long rest or something? Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be fine. You'd uh, take the night to live. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to rest up, yeah. Uh, I So during that long rest, that night that we slept at wherever, um, I would actually... Vasa would actually have gotten up in the middle of the night to do something. Okay. And I... Would like everybody else besides Pedro to cover their ears so that I can do this in secret. Ooh. Yeah, so Vasa is basically just exploring um, the town and she's just looking for a book. It could be at a store. It does. It's not a specific book. She's literally just on a casual stroll through the night looking for a book. Okay. Is it and it any book? Like, you, is it blank or? Um, it could be. I mean, actually, if it looked slightly shiny and special, she would probably try to go after that one cool. because she's basically trying to find a book to steal. Ooh, right on. And it doesn't matter which one. But <laughs> she, just, she, she just wants it to look slightly special. Okay. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. So, so I don't know um, if I need to roll for that no, or something. I don't think yeah. it's important enough. It's just, um, I don't want to turn it into like a whole side where it's like, oh, now we got to escape. You would probably find a red leather bound um, journal from the mayor. If you're really scouting around, like if you're trying to find it in a shop, you can find something. But if you're going with something that was like one of a kind, mm-hmm. you could steal the mayor's journal. Okay. 
All right. Well, in that case, if it was that easy and I don't need to roll, that's fine. We can just go ahead and yep. she got the book. She slipped in her possessions and she's back in her thingy. Sweet. Um, is it still night? Uh, it can be. You can uh, sleep during the night or you can wake up in the middle of the night. It'll be wakes up like six times to pee, but that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> that's not normal. <laughs> um, Less than average. <laughs> at some point, Brummelstone, can you roll a uh, either history or geography check for me? Yeah. Let me look and see what I have better. And Roberto could too. I have a plus five for that. Ooh. Okay, I got a 15. 15? I got a 24. Bang. <clears throat> all right, so yeah, the next morning you all wake up, you pack up, and you're ready to go as early as you guys want to be. What did I find in the notes? That's what I would have studied, I guess. Oh, all right. So uh, you pretty much spent the whole night looking through the notes? Yeah, in the books and stuff. I know yep. you sent me the book stuff already. So Yep, yep. So, um... <clears throat> The notes, um, there's a lot. It's hard to put them in the right order. Like, there's still a lot you'd have to go through. But I can give you a couple entries from the notes. The ones that stuck out the most. Um, the first one that you come across, that you believe chronologically would be the first, is one um, that says, Since being banished to this entropic nightmare, I have found nothing but fragments of the world I can never return to. It must be some sort of shadow world. Maybe it's just a nightmare. Mm. That was the first one you get. The second one that you found um, that you were able to kind of put after that was I found Tremessa today as I climbed over the darkened bones of a creature I've never seen before. Relieved, I returned to my home only to find it infested with terrible creatures that screeched as they attempted to tear my skin off. I had to use nearly all of my spells in order to slay the beast, save one. I dominated its mind and I'm working towards breaking its will. I explored the house afterwards. I believe another family lives there. It's as if I never was here. Mm. After you go through some more notes, the one that you felt chronologically uh, came next was, I've come to believe that this world of greys is simply a collection of shattered possibilities. Things that could have been, but never were. Or perhaps these things did happen, but something changed and now they're discarded. Banished. Like me. The creature I tamed, which I call a Greywalker, has summoned more of its kind. All of them are obedient to me. Do they share the same mind? I must use them. The last entry that you were able to kind of figure out and go through was... Uh, maybe you, you, you asked me maybe it was a year after that other one. And it says, Everything has come together so well, almost as if I were meant to be here. The plague I've developed is ready, and the Grey Walkers suffered no ill effects, just as I suspected. Perhaps they no longer have a timeline, a history. Regardless, the plague should erode the fabric of time. I just need to test it. There was a weakening in the barrier between the worlds nearby. Not weak enough for myself or the Grey Walkers to pass through, but perhaps the plague could. The nearby village should be an adequate testing ground. There's a young dwarf who passes by sometimes. I just need him to come close enough to carry the plague back home. Dickweed. <laughs> that's that's dwarven for fuckface. Shite. <laughs> uh, after that, I suspect you didn't read any more notes for a while. <laughs> Maybe you went to bed. Yeah. 
<laughs> wept openly in my pillow. <laughs> now, um, let's see. Do you talk to Roberto about any of that the next day? Yeah, no, that's the first thing. I might even interrupt him in the middle of the night and just weep on his shoulder and pet his kitten for comfort. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty. Roberto is pretty. Um, what I'm looking for, shaken Sad? by it. Yeah, he's pretty <laughs> shaken by it, but he tries to remain stoic and like I have to be strong for Brummel Stone, Aww. even though his tiny little metal heart, this <laughs> little like just went. Ch-ch-ch. <laughs> um, I sent uh, both Brummelstone and uh, Roberto information about that history check after you Thank read you. those notes. So, <clears throat> okay. So... Tin wakes up. Tin wakes up in the morning, and she goes, "Guys, I had a dream about elephants." <laughs> That's all she's gonna say. <laughs> sure I've ever seen one of those. I'd be very interested in seeing one for no reason. <laughs> I just like seeing animals. Yeah, maybe Is we'll see one. one. Yeah. yeah, maybe we could see one along the way or something. I don't know. Like, wasn't there like a sign in the village? Elephant. <laughs> Elephant <laughs> tamer. <laughs> Do they happen to have a circus in this in this town? Let you, me roll and check. Only. <laughs> No. I'm very lucky. I can use a luck point. <laughs> you know what? I'll let you do that. If you want to roll, you want me to re-roll this goddamn die with a luck point to see this fucking elephant <laughs> in this dwarven mining town. You just want to like, like push very cards much. and stuff. You never know. I mean, when you put it that way. Yeah, his tone suggests that that chance is very unlikely. Your tone is so. somewhat leading, however. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anyone does see one of these elephants, I'm very curious. I really like looking at new kinds of animal. That's all. <laughs> Vasa would be already awake and downstairs getting her morning beer. So, yeah. Her morning beer. <laughs> her morning meat. <laughs> her wake up juice. Um, Borto is feeding his kitty and Aww. stroking Brummelstone's head mm-hmm. at the same time. <laughs> Brummelstone is re- relying the entries from it through tears. <laughs> <laughs> is this that breakfast with the rest of them like are you going to share yeah so I would share just to let everyone know um, on the same page they all helped me get books I would also share what the books are about but you're not that interested unless you like exfoliation or uh, conspiracy about clouds because <laughs> have I got some books for you <laughs> I would talk about in the note I'm so sorry I didn't catch all of it uh, no, no. I can it, recap it for you if you want. He did he mention Tremessa? Yeah, that um, <clears throat> in the first entry he mentioned that he was banished. In the second entry, he mentioned that he found Tremessa today. Mm. So I would stop there and talk about how Tremessa is this city that like exists, but no one has a history of existing. Uh, There's believed to be an extensive library in the middle of the ruins, and I might piece together that some of these books that I have found come from this library. Like, if he can travel to Tremessa, that's just a guess. Um, 
and that like possibly like that's the guy passed through Tremessa looking for the library disappeared into the shadow realm and then came like figured out maybe the way back and forth um but it's also uh it cuts off the city from Bridgeport which is where Tompkins was headed so we may run afoul of Tremessa it may be worth investigating but it may not be <laughs> did you say you had a book on exfoliation do i grandma <laughs> How does one exfoliate? I've wondered this for some time. Well, I have a small tomb that can tell you such lovely things. So Vasa finishes her mead and kind of snaps her finger at the bartender for another one. While she's looking at Brimblestone, she's like, wait, wait, wait. Is Tremessa a person or a place? It's a city. So my understanding is Hogarth is here where we're at. Uh... There's Tremessa that no one really goes near because it's full of danger. And then there's Bridgeport where we need to get to go or where we last heard that Tompkins was going. So can we go around Tremessa? Let's just, you know, bloop. Uh, you would know uh, both Roberto and <clears throat> Brummelstone. You could, but it would add days to your travel. It's definitely worth yeah. investigating. What's a few days when we can, you know... Keep our lives, right? <laughs> and I go, I kind of like snap my fingers and I point a tiny Tim like, yes, her. She knows what it's all about. <laughs> but there's also a possibility of solving, like, solving this curse. Or catching the curse. Point, counterpoint, very good points all around. <laughs> Everyone's doing a great job. Uh, I am a little alarmed at how much of a dickweed the guy who wrote that book sounded like your dwarven is is spot on <laughs> i think you dearie i've always had a knack for languages like those robots would attest to really picked up on calling them for no. very quickly um <laughs> i will i'll go along with anyone though i do like reading and uh if there's more books on not just exfoliation but also moisturizing i've always been curious yeah we could definitely learn a lot if we you know, just learn a lot in general. You know, we could hone our own skills by re- if we find some more tomes that could possibly increase our knowledge. Most importantly, my knowledge. I say we go to Tresemme. I kind of I I look at Tiny Tin and I'm just like... Yeah. Like, come on, let's, <laughs> let's, get, a, let's get another voice in here to, you know, not do this. Adventures uh, out there. Tin looks to Vasa and she kind of like does a shot and is like, looks like we are a bit outnumbered on this point. Um, best to stick together than to separate. So I will go with the group. I kind of turn around, Vasa turns around and just snaps her finger faster at the bartender for another drink. <laughs> like, I, I'm going to need that. He, um, <clears throat> he doesn't seem like he feels the same level of anxiety and pressure that you do about this situation, but he eventually brings you your mead. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, Thank you. He's like, he's like. Usually, no one's here at nine in the morning. <laughs> and then I'm like, about time. And I don't need that judgmental eye from you, sir. Well, well, I'll just leave it here for you then. And he gives you one more side eye and walks away. I wonder if there'll be an elephant in this magical land. <laughs> yeah, maybe I can learn more about elephants in Tresemme. Tresemme. Tremessa. Guys, it's Tremessa. 
Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I know also in one of those books was a tomb of like the history of um, our world, which now I forget the name of. Oh, the age of Abrimos? The world's called Abrimos. Okay, of Abrimos. Sorry. Um, I feel like it's all, I feel bad when I'm like, it's like I don't know my girlfriend's parents' name or something. Like, this is (laughs) them. This world, this world that I live. Um, I would kind of flip through looking for anything in there. I take it that it's not mentioned in history books, but maybe just a bone up before. Try to find out more about uh, Tremessa. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So index at the end. (laughs) No, no, it really is. That particular tome is a collection of notes, um, and that book is trying to lay out the theory that there are that <clears throat> Obrimos has existed several times. Okay. And that every time it stops existing, that existence is shunted off into that world you're in the gray. Okay. And then a new existence comes into play, but it's you haven't really read enough about why it thinks that. So you guys start traveling. Peter, before oh. we move on, I wanted to tell you that um Ertleby did steal a book also when we were back in the library. Um, I think it's it should be on the record from last oh, time. Oh, it is. It is. I, okay. I, okay, good. I, I like. I think <laughs> that like you stole a book like before you left or something. <laughs> I was like, stole a book from me. Like, excuse me. From right behind you That's in really your house. <laughs> I stole. I stole your book. No. So in case that should come back and like tie the entire game together and become the most important object in the entire <laughs> campaign. I just wanted to make sure you knew she's so, got it. Actually, let me um, go through that real quick. Is Because uh, each of you took a, a selection of books, right? Nope. Nope? Okay. Vasa didn't. I think everybody but Vasa okay. took two or three, but I could be wrong. Don't let me so, and I, I, you were carrying them for Brummelstone, correct? Or no? I was, yeah. I was. I was carrying at least one because I, I think I could, but um, the for somebody who wasn't me, but then I also had my own, which I think it'll be picked because it had nice pictures. Okay. Okay. I'll send you the info on that book then. Yay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, everybody else, I can tell you the names of the books real quick because you, there's a couple books everyone took and like from that pile that you guys, I assume gave Bremelstone afterwards, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So then there was um, the books that he was talking about earlier, uh, The Essence of Exfoliating, uh, mm. Worthwhile Weather, Waking Up Dead, The Collected Works of Iolus, um, and The Ages of Obrimos. That was the name of the, the noteworthy books in your collections. Mm. And then I'll send you info on, on yours in particular that you stole on the sly. <laughs> I like to think it's just a menu to like a Chinese restaurant or something. (laughs) (laughs) You guys all pack up, gather your stuff, and head out. And over the next couple days, the only thing that you really find about um, Tremessa that you start putting together is that Tremessa, like, you're starting to put the pieces of all this together. And I guess the one thing that would stick out to you is that. Tremessa has never existed, like you said, according to historians and scholars. I can't find any evidence of it being a part of civilizations. You also know that in the notes that you found, that whoever wrote those notes claims to have gotten to Tremessa, but they said they were banished first and then got to Tremessa. 
So mm. according to that person, he got to Tremessa or she got to Tremessa while in the gray. Which makes me think that like that's where he's getting the or they're getting the books from. Like mm. they have taken stuff from Tremessa. Yeah, so just given I don't know if that was if I made that clear or not, but do we um, know who has the shard? Good question. I don't know who has a shard. Oh yeah, Vasa um has a shard and a little pouch around her neck. Oh, cool, cool. So you have to travel around the hills and over the hills, and eventually you come into uh, what comes into view uh, must be the ruins of the Mesa. Um, before you lays a weathered city, a relic from a past that never existed. Temples and chapels scatter the landscape, just peeking over the old barren walls that used to protect the city. The color itself seems to have been drained from what's left. To Brummelstone and Roberto, it feels wrong, as if it's somehow forced itself into this location. While there are vines and other signs of vegetation in and around the Mesa, there are no signs of wildlife. Is the Mesa the same as Tresemme? As the same as Tresemme? Fucking goddammit. <laughs> Retcon. This isn't its like sister city. <laughs> the Mesa. You know what? We're going to do Oh, that I thought city. they were the same thing. They're supposed they... to. <laughs> they are. They well, are. the universe is figuring itself out. Uh, at some point during the journey, I would have um, Vasa would have come up besides Brimblestone and sort of maybe during rest, just like kind of thrown up, just kind of been like, Master Dwarf, I think you and I got off on the wrong foot. So to help us see better eye to knee, I have a present for you. And he, she sort of like ceremoniously pulls out a red leather bound book and offers it to Brimblestone, a peace offering. Thank you. I'm not sure if I still trust you. You have a slick tongue, but I appreciate the offer. And uh, rest assured, I know you were troubled coming here, but we will do everything. I will make sure that since you are coming here, I will lay my life down before yours falls. And I yours, Master Dorf. And I kind of just, and Vasa just kind of pats him heartily on the shoulder and leaves him the red leather bound book slash journal and then kind of like goes back to doing her own thing in a corner. Porto has seen this entire exchange. He kind of like tilts his head like you do like with an animal. He goes like, aww. This is the first time Rumblestone has made a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Technically, you made a friend once. Roberto. Oh, my God. Now Roberto knows where he stands. (laughs) (laughs) Jealousy courses through his robot veins. (laughs) What is this exchange? What is this feeling? (laughs) This sensation, I don't like it. (laughs) The other thing I should note is that um, Vasa, you recognize the idea of temples and chapels. Mm -hmm. The rest of you just see fancy buildings that peek above because the rest of you come from worlds that don't necessarily have deities. Mm. So, like, you would understand the idea of, like, a fancy building... But only Vasa would really kind of pick up on the religious significance of temples and uh, chapels scattered about. Yeah, she would plant her hands on her hips and kind of survey the place and just say very dryly, a dead place for dead gods. Oh, a gourd. I've heard, I've read about this. In a book. Uh, just... <laughs> <laughs> Did I, so I didn't mention it, but I guess... Uh, 
if we can retcon. Did I make my raven friend again? I familiar. I mean, it takes it's somewhere in those sleep. Yeah, like three hours to summon one. Did you name it before? Um, I believe it. Raven one. This is Raven yeah. two. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the the ruins are surrounded by uh, old, kind of battered, weathered walls. There's only one entrance unless you plan on scaling the uh, walls. How would you like to enter, if at all? Can I send the... So I mentioned it so I could send maybe the raven to look out and kind of at least look over and see if he sees any life forms or Mm -hmm. she sees any life forms on the other side. Um, Your raven is hesitant to travel through it. Doesn't want to. Like, you could force it, but it... When you ask it to... It stares at you and refuses. Raven One would never have done this. Raven One was the better Raven. <laughs> no, Vasa Vasa observes this and says the bird has more sense than we do. <laughs> Can we send Tin with her infinite perception? <laughs> I'm literally gonna like peek over the wall, see an army, be like, "It's all good, guys." You guys. There's some really great vines in here, guys. <laughs> it checks. How high is this wall? How high is the wall? Uh, the wall is only about 10 feet. So, Vasa is just going to like kind of side step forward and prepare to very craftily, stealthily scale that 10 feet wall. Does she have to roll for anything? Uh, you'd have to make a climb check. So, right, it'd be so a uh, strength athletics. Look, I'm just going to... Can you see the natural 20? She goes to jump and leaves 30 feet in the air. She flies. Just... She actually, like, forgets to fall and just keeps going. She's like, oh, here goes. Alright, so tongue hanging out, you air Jordan the uh, side of the wall. Uh, Quickly get up the side and take a peek over. It, like I said, it's barren. There are vines and tall grass and weeds that grow everywhere. You don't initially see any kinds of signs of life. Uh, you don't even see that it's... You don't have any idea whether or not it'd be inhabited or not. So my passive perception of 16 um, doesn't show anything? Uh, no, like as in like you feel confident that there's nothing in the area. And then I... Okay, so I would s- climb up to stand on the wall edge and toss my rope down for everybody else. And I would use uh- my newly purchased grapple hook to anchor no i would use my um one of my purchase pittens to anchor it into the wall side so that i don't need to rely on my own strength or it'll be scoots up like a little inchworm so she like <laughs> she has her like arms up and then like her whole body like, joins her and then her arms go up again that's how she climbs the rope <laughs> all right so yeah one by one you each scale the wall with uh, little or no effort uh thanks to the rope and you find yourselves looking over the city uh just like um, I explained to Vasa, it's it's pretty barren. You don't see anything of note in the city. I mean, it's it's a large city. Obviously, it's going to take you a while to navigate your way through it. But initially, you don't see any cause for concern. Okay, so I think we should, just because things are going to get weird, uh, you know, like magical mystery city, draw ourselves on the sheet of paper again so we know everyone who's here. So I like pass around the the book I have and then like I make people like write in the inside cover, like and draw a picture of themselves. This is my instruction. 
I'm like, please draw yourself <laughs> and label with your name. And don't forget to include Raven too. Oh yeah, Raven, Raven yes. needs to. Um. I call him Raven too fast, too furious. <laughs> Vasa draws a little black octahedron symbol. Good. Now, if we forget anyone, we just look in the book. For most of also, if he doesn't know the book, he would take time to see just like what book it was before passing it on. Is it the book that I haven't talked to you about yet? Yes. We're defacing it, so... Uh, I hope it's an autobiography about a bard. It's called Quizzical Quarries. I love that. Alright, so we're just like, we're like writing ourselves in Quizzical Quarries in the event that we have Quizzical Queries about our identities. Yeah. Does Brimostone's Stone's Raven react now that we are over on the wall? Uh, your Raven has not come forward. Like, it really does not want to approach. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you can force it to. Because you're its master, but it does not want to come anywhere near that wall. Can anyone talk to it and be like, hey, Raven, what particular is freaking you out? Oh, yeah, I think I have like a telepathic link with it, right? Like, hey, what's your problem? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, yo, bitch. Chirp, 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 chirp. What about money? I would speak to it much kinder. I mean, it is Raven too fast, too furious. So with the telepathic link, it it doesn't gain a higher level of intelligence, so it can't have any sort of deep conversation with you. Yeah. Um, But it basically just, you can feel its uh, fear and its unease at the area. It it just, it fears it, essentially. Like, you, the, the same feeling of wrongness that you have on a certain level, it has on a much greater level. Can we use it to pinpoint where it is and like hold it out like a like a compass <laughs> and then like see how the fear increases? Also, as I'm so sorry for taking cutting you off, <laughs> I just wanted to simba the bird in like a circle and then like oh. hunt or down. Two is just gonna have like feathers falling out from stress. <laughs> <laughs> I would beckon it forward, you know, try to ease it as best I can with my telepathic mind. And... Unless you're forcing it, it starts to move away from you. Because it realizes oh. what you want to do. Oh, well, uh, I'm going to be a jerk to the bird. So I'm going to force it. You're going to give the bird the bird? All right. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it... Don't be a bird brain. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you can feel its kind of free will kind of ebb and leave it for a moment as you force it forward. And it comes and it sits on your shoulder. And it's just kind of freaking out, but it's not making noise. It's not trying to give away your position or anything. It's a little just... drop of bird poop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I take a piece of pebble and first chuck it at the ground mm-hmm. just to see what happens. Okay. Nothing happens. Fucking see that? <laughs> I rolled something. Uh, well, I also throw a pebble. <laughs> um, all clear. Um, can I also throw a pebble? Just to... oh so it's obviously... I think <laughs> we're running so out after, of pebbles, guys. After Olivia, after uh, Ertleby throws the pebble, that's the last of the pebbles that have just been sitting on top of the yeah, wall. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of just go. Well, Master Dwarf, your city. <laughs> I gesture towards the area. 
Yeah, I, I climbed down the wall. <laughs> okay, well, why don't we head towards the library? At least we have somewhere to investigate. Yeah. Well, that was Bremel Stone's thought. Yeah. As soon as Bremel Stone's feet touch the ground and he's there for maybe 30 seconds with nothing happening, Vasa just hops down next to him. After collecting her rope and pittance, of course. Right, right, right. So, uh, yeah, you begin to make your way to the city. How are you doing this? Are you just kind of walking down the middle of the street? Are you trying to dart back and forth? Are you rooftop claw jumping like? Um, oh, that's cool. Ninja- <laughs> are we cool enough to do that? <laughs> Vasa would have encouraged that we keep mostly to the shadows and not walk straight out in the open. That, but that would have been her encouragement. What time of the day is it? Um, it's probably about three in the afternoon at this point. Okay, how far are we from the thingy, the library? Well, I, are you guys sneaking then? Yes. If so, I need stealth checks. Stealth in time. Stealth in time. I got a fifteen. Yeah. I got a twenty-nine. We had our decks. I got twenty-two. Mm. I got eight. I got a mighty ten. <laughs> Bromostone is just fascinated by everything. He's like, ooh, what's that? He's <laughs> darting out into the open to like look at things. Tin's armor just keeps reflecting light everywhere. So. <laughs> <laughs> a freaking flashlight, like, hey, we're over here. Hey, hey. <laughs> it's just like a roaming rave. Vasa would have noticed how poorly uh, Tiny Tin and Brimblestone are disguising themselves, so she would have actually placed a little bit of distance between her and them. <laughs> Who's taking point? Uh, Boito will. Okay, and what is your passive perception? Eleven. Okay. <laughs> uh oh. Um, you guys are kind of sticking to the alley, sticking to the shadows, uh, and as you're walking down one particular alley, um, as Roberto walks past an archway, uh, a figure darts out and brings its staff against Roberto. What is your AC? Uh, seventeen. Yeah, this figure kind of dart darts out of an archway. And you hear its staff clang against Roberto's armor. Not enough to actually do any kind of damage. But as soon as he bangs against it, he kind of backs off a little bit. Uh, the figure is wearing red robes and have like an, uh, kind of a white trim along the sleeves. Intricate designs. They have um, a whole belt full of crystals. Little thin, light blue glowing crystals. The staff that the person's carrying um, has kind of a large uh, crystal attached to the top of it as well. And there, it's, he's also carrying a backpack. His hood's up, but his hands, you can see, are shriveled and almost mummified. Mm. And um, he takes oh. a step back, and he just kind of, like, looks at you. And he's like, get out! And leans forward, and he's ready to attack again. Who are you? So it's actually first round of combat, and it's Roberto's turn. Oh, so. oh. oh damn. Damn. Okay. So, you, are you saying that? Um, I, well, that's like, his turn. Are we <laughs> first round of combat? Like we're fighting? Oh, well, he is. 
He is. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I, I like, we, Each person on their initiative will decide whether or not they're joining combat. Okay. Um, just knock I'm, him out. Um, I'm just like, I want to yell. I'm, I'm, I don't want to fight first. I mean, I just want to be, I, I just yell, like, stop. What, what do you, what do you want? And Dude. He just, he shakes his staff and he's like, get out. So, okay. Are you taking an uh, action, or are you going to kind of wait until... Can I go into a defensive stance? Or? You can, yeah. If you take a defensive uh, stance, it means that anyone who attacks you gets disadvantage this round. Yes. That but it means please. that you don't take any actions. Yes, that's fine. All right. I just want to position myself between the party. Between the party and... Ertlebe? Ertlebe looks at his hands and realizes she could help. Do you know you can exfoliate? She shouts. <laughs> oh my god. You just need some aloe. I just learned this. All it takes is some aloe. Um, and and she she like holds the book up like she's really proud. Um, he stares at you angrily and he's like, where did you find that? Oh, we found it in a mysterious shadow world guarded by dragons. Uh, the person who owned it seems to be, well, a fuckface. Uh, if you don't <laughs> mind my <laughs> my comment. And he just lets out this scream. Oh. And you don't understand what language he's using. It's not druidic, I guess. I mean, she doesn't know she's a druid, but <laughs> she would she would recognize. She would, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tin? Oh, um... Well, Tin is gonna go. Uh, <laughs> uh, can actually, um, I notice all the crystals. Can I try and aim my rifle at the big crystal in his staff? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, you're essentially trying to disarm him. Cool. Good idea, Tin. I don't know if you guys can wait. Where? Yeah. Fourteen. Oh, Ooh, a fourteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. 20. Oh, twenty. No. Oh. Yeah. <gasps> Yes! Damn, Tin! Damn! So it's actually a 27 overall. Man, he like lost his weapon and he lost his weapon that he was planning to use yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) The crystal shatters and then we get fireworks and then an (laughs) elephant appears. (laughs) So, what was your total, Megan? 27. 27. All right. So, you don't shatter the crystal, but you do shoot the staff out of his hand. Benson, uh flying next to him. Like, there was kind of this field that erupted from the crystal and kept you from shattering the crystal. But it did blast it out of his hands. And he looks terrified. Um, <laughs> Not so funny now, are we? <laughs> <laughs> Not so funny now, Mr. Funny Man. He is going to pick it up, and then he's going to, like, kind of force it forward with both hands. Um, almost like kind of in a defensive stance. And then you see the crystal glow, and then you hear this kind of like this, like, and it happens behind all of you. And as you turn around to look what it is, this blue rift or portal opens up, and he comes out of it. Him again? There's two hymns? Yeah. His clothes look a little older, maybe? Um, He himself looks even more uh, mummified, if you will. His clothes are tattered. Um, but he comes out of it and he just kind of shakes his head and gets his staff ready. Uh, not as an action, but can Ertlebee start drawing him in her book 
Yeah. Just like little doodles taking note of whatever's happening when sure, she's not sure. actively doing something. Okay, so she's going to draw him and then <laughs> older, uglier just a, him. Just a note that says, like, need aloe besides. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vasa? All right. Well, I guess I was um, more towards, Vasa was more towards the rear of the group, so she would actually be pretty close to the one that just appeared from the portal. And she's going in with her double wield of a scimitar and a short sword. So she just rolled a 20, not a natural 20. Nice, that's a hit. First, her scimitar strike is... That is seven, and her short sword attack is... A one, and then she's going to use her sneak attack... Ten, and then she's going to use her cunning action to disengage out of range. Nice. They're quick. She just slice and dice and gets the fun yeah. out. <laughs> so would that put you further away from the group or more in the middle of the group, did you say? That would put me um, more in the middle, but still on the periphery. Like I'm not yeah. bunched in the middle or hiding behind anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one further down the alley comes out and he also thrusts his staff forward and you hear that same familiar sound, that kind of rip and then another another version of him comes up behind him. Vasa would have <clears throat> said shit and then says, get the original. Brummelstone is angry because he believes this is the guy who whose notes he's been reading earlier. And he is furious about this. And so he's going to cast Scorching Ray, which allows me to attack with three rays of fire. And so he'll do the first three that he saw. Uh, 17 plus 5, 22. That's a hit on the first one? Oh, and then a natural 20 on the second one. Ooh! And then... What is uh, going on? That 20. A 12 on the last one. That one's a miss. So I'll do the first one. Um, It's 7, so 8. And then the last one miss, so... Okay, so, yeah, you put your hand forward, and then you said the the spells... How do they... They come out of your orb? Yeah, so, like, uh, I take the orb, and I run my fingers over it, and it almost splits into three. Like the orb disappears, almost like uh, it's entered a new cosmos, and three fireballs just appear and they swing in a different direction. Yep, they rocket forward, and two of them find their target. The third one, unfortunately, didn't. Um, they feel that impact. They both uh, the two that you hit, the first one, and then the second version of him, both took the impact and kind of reeled back. Where you hit the first one, you see a little bit of a burn mark like an old burn mark on the second one's clothing um next round roberto okay i'm gonna i'm yeah this time for diplomacy is over take out my two short swords and i'm gonna be like it's time to freaking party and i go for the guy that i noticed the burn mark from brummelstone's fireball go for that one charge during this whole thing vasa would have been repeatedly shouting kill the original kill the original (laughs) That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, I don't know which one is the original. She might have even said at some point, Roberto, kill the original. <laughs> which one's the original? Well, <laughs> the one that's next to you. The one yeah. that's next to me, right? Okay. Yeah. That's the yeah, one just... I want to stab in the butt. <laughs> okay. No one appears in the rear but me. Got <laughs> <laughs> okay. a one. <laughs> Roberto was just too confused by all the appearance. Yeah, you just kind of look back and forth and you're like, maybe, and mm, I'm, uh, I'm, and I'm, I'm completely thrown off by these doubles because, like, you know, I've never experienced twins, not alone triplets. Erdelby? Um, Erdelby hates 
the rudeness of this this guy. So she's going to take out her gun, but aim at his crystal. Her eyes narrowing, muttering under her breath. He's just trying job. to help. Twelve. He moves the uh, staff out of the way just in time. No! At this point, a third individual comes from the doorway. And as he does, uh, he puts his staff forward. And you can hear another rip. But you don't see where that person is. Oh, shite. Uh, Tin. Am I um, anywhere near um, any of the original ones? Let's see. You can make it to... uh, the first, or uh, you can make it to the first one, the okay. first original, very easily. Kind of conflicted. I think, I think, um, I think I actually, I'm gonna stay where I am and uh, fire my gun, but this time aiming at the person, not the crystal. Okay. It's like you can't freaking make copies if you're dead, mother ever. <laughs> you dickweed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Twenty-two. That's it. Oh, 15 damage. So you take a shot at him. There's a, like a huge uh, shot rings out, echoes throughout the alleyway. And the one that he seemed to have summoned, he screams out. And he's like, no. And he freaks out at the idea. And you see that there's a old, old, um, basically a destroyed piece of uh, his cloak where you shot the original. And uh, the original is going to... So he's going to leave Rebordo's range. So Rebordo, you get a free attack. Oh, nice. Uh, I got 12. Oh, almost. <laughs> so, yeah, he, you you catch a piece of his cloak, but not him. And you see that same tear appear on the other one. So uh, this one charges forward, and he swings twice. The first hit um, lands successfully and um, basically crashes into your side for three damage. Wait, who? Me? Yeah, ten. Yep. Of course. Okay. <laughs> the second one, he swings his staff like he spins it and crashes it on the, against the side of your head for a critical hit. Oh! Uh, <laughs> Eleven damage. <gasps> what the hell? But you're like you're like super beefy though, right? You're like, and not that I don't feel your pain right now. <laughs> I feel it, but like I killed Earl B. Maybe. So. <laughs> Part 10. Um, who's at the back of the line right now? Uh, probably Brummelstone. So um, the summoned version of him runs forward almost at the same time this other one did, but like just a little bit after, and attempts to crash into you. What's your AC? Uh, uh, hefty 11. He crashes, uh, he runs forward, and he jams the crystal part of his staff into your gut. Ooh. Ooh. And oh my god. That's me getting all my dice, not rolling a huge amount. All right. Where's so, my D100? <laughs> he rushes forward, jams the crystal into Brummelstone's gut, and that same kind of explosion of blue energy that you saw when the crystal defended itself erupts, and both of them disappear. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> what? Oh, no. Oh, no. Do we all still remember him? Yeah, yeah. He's just okay, gone. Okay, good. Okay, there's still, like... Two dudes left? Oh, there's mm-hmm. like five dudes left. Yeah, there's five. five. Oh. oh, shite. Was that the original or the one that took Brummelstone? That was the summoned one. Vasa? 
Yep, so she's um, still going for the original original. I'm going to call him um, Man Capital A. So she's going <laughs> to go towards Man Capital A and again do her try to attack him with her scimitar and short sword. She gets a 19 plus 6, which makes a 25. That's a hit. Okay, and now we're rolling for damage. Let's see. And then her short sword. And then she's going to do her level 3 double attack thing, which is 2d6. So that's 22 damage. And then she's going to disengage um, into the direction where the lowercase a man disappeared with Brimo Stone. Okay. So you charge forward and you do two hard slashes. Both connect, get into its gut, and then you dart back before it even has a chance to react to the damage. And you find yourself back in the middle of the crowd. The... Second one that emerged that was next to Roberto is going to attack. Its first attack is successful, and it crashes against your midsection for seven damage. But you anticipate the second one, and you dodge back from that one. Um, It's going to... The one that he summoned is following up on that and also going to come and attack you. The second one rushes forward, swings at you, and you do the same kind of dodge. And then almost as he remembers how you're going to avoid the second attack he anticipates steps forward and plunges the crystal into your gut and you disappear <gasps> burn no, you with my money <laughs> shit is getting real shit is getting real Ertleby? Ertleby, her shot just missed she's pissed off so she says summoning what she has come to know as magic vines vines heed my shout keep these grumpy old guys from moving about and then she entangles them. Strength check. Just imagine it'll be shouting strength check at the mm-hmm. cool cast. Strength check! <laughs> check yourself before you wreck yourself. She says exactly that. That's her line. She like she's like her eyes are glowing slightly and she's summoning all these vines and surge toward them. What so every like everyone that's over on that side? is captured by the vines, except for one who seems to kind of remember this and run forward a little bit and avoid it. And the one that's not entangled is going to rush towards you, Ertleby, and bring you down. Okay, it um, got two successful hits on you. Oh, no. No. For a total of eleven damage, I said just like two quick bashes against uh, Ertleby. I'm at two hit points. Ten. Um, I think what I'm gonna do is try and wrestle the cane and try and rip it away from them. All right, so make a strength-based attack roll. I mean, if anybody was gonna do it, it's tiny ten. Yeah. <laughs> you should then, like, if you get it out, you should Sarah, like really angrily break it over your knee just to like extra punch them in. I imagine you holding the staff in one hand and Megan's the... covering her mouth and making the I got a one face. I got a, I got a two, but then with my strength, I got double a five. your expectations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm woozy. I'm woozy from the hit to the head. <laughs> so you lunge forward, and he just like spins the staff and backs away from you. Uh, even though he's completely entangled, he still gets the staff away from you. I'm just imagining her like, like, kind of like losing balance and like, ah, uh, 
Because they're entangled. They no. can't even move away, but they're just like, no. So one successful hit. Uh, another crash against your midsection for six damage. The other one's going to try and break out. That can't get to anybody. And successfully breaks out of the entangle and starts coming forward, but can't do anything else this round. <laughs> Vasa? I'm actually just going to attack Mr. Original, but I'm going to plant myself in front of, between Ertleby and Mr. Original. Yep. Such that, like, you know, it's kind of defending her. All right, let's see if I attack. 18. Yep, you hit. Um, yeah, so you do a quick flurry of blows, and you slash all over him. Your last hit plunges into his gut, and he dies on your blade. The one that's entangled is going to try to break out. Nope. At the end of your turn, Bremelstone, uh, you reappear, but you reappear without uh, your new friend. So, wow. like, you you basically you got slammed in the gut, and no time has passed at all for you. Ertleby? So, Ertleby wants to... To like become small so that they can't hit her. And in this moment, as she thinks this, she transforms into a large gray rat. And then she scampers up on top of Vasa's shoulder um, for protection. And Vasa does a whole woo! Yeah, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna burn a spell slot to roll for a D8 um, of healing. Tin, your turn. I will aim at which one's the next closest? The next closest is another one of the originals. So I'll take aim at um, that guy and uh, try and <laughs> pull myself together enough to try and line up a shot. <laughs> All right. Oh, damn, son, did that. Oh. <laughs> How is this possible? Our dice can only roll ones and twenties. <laughs> Three sixty, no scope, man. It's got power. It's got power. She does twenty-eight damage. All right, so yeah, another um, rip from your rifle uh, blows into him. He looks pretty injured from that uh, as he reels back and kind of has his hand over his shoulder from a terrible wound you just inflicted. Vasa. Boom goes the All right. Um. <laughs> Well, she, well, first she kind of like comments to the rat on her shoulder, like, "You couldn't have gone with a bear," but then um, she's going to, so she's going to aim, uh, try to attack the um, the original that generated the second. That's a ten plus a six, so a sixteen. That's a hit. One plus four, so that's a five. Short sword. Is a three, five, plus two. And then, um, oh, okay, yeah, so then she's going to disengage away from the two of them. Yep, all right, so yeah, rip into them again, and then you dart back with Ertleby and kind of mix yourself into the crowd, kind of get yourself in the middle of everybody else. This one who is still entangled cannot break free. But the one that he summoned um, is going to try to rush forward and actually try to hit Ertleby anyway. So, yeah, it swings twice and misses both times, trying to, like, poke and knock you off of Vasa's shoulder. Brummelstone? Well, Brummelstone's mad now. Where, uh, so, if I could have run up and do Thunderwave and hit both of them. You'd hit a lot of people. <laughs> well, I know I have the evocation that lets it go around. Oh, that's right, you're an evocationist, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see, with it's a 15-foot cube, you'd hit all three. Okay. Yeah. So I would do position myself to push them back and kind of stand in my way because I did make a promise 
Tavasa that I would fall before she did. Yep. So I want to honor that, especially since one is standing in front of her. And she gave me a book, you know, and I like books. You know? One of them passes, the other two don't. Okay, so let's see. Um, on a fail, they're, they're pushed 10 feet away, and they take 2d8 thunder damage. Okay. And then uh, the one that passes isn't pushed away, but takes half damage. Mm-hmm. So 10 altogether. The summoned one, if you will. Um gets thrown back 10 feet and is almost out of the alley. Uh, the other one passed, and the third one is still entangled. It doesn't go anywhere. Okay, yeah. Yep. Um, and the one that passed would take half damage. I don't know if you... So. Yep, I did it. Yep. New round, and at the end of your turn, Roberto, you wink back into existence with um, that same creature that attacked you. With the creature, okay. With the creature, yeah. As far as you know, no time has passed, but when you look around, there's vines, um, Ertleby is seemingly gone, Vasa got a rat, Ertleby? So my rat has uh, the ability to smell. It's got special quality scent. Can it, can it smell where the hidden one is? Yeah, you could actually do a check for that. Uh, it's going to do a smell check. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so give me a uh, perception. Nine. It says in the entry for rat, it says you get advantage. <laughs> Yay! All right, let's do the thing again. I moved it up to an 11. I'm a lucky rat, though. You going to roll again? <laughs> yes, one more time. All right. I'm really sniffing hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a five. Um, yeah, it's funny. The 11 was actually good enough. Um <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah you do catch wind uh of someone who is in one of the windows they're off to the side and they have a set of notes and they've been You're taking there. notes furiously oh my gosh i'm gonna like i'm gonna like like claw at vasa's neck and be like meep, meep, meep. oh my god like, vasa's like whoa whoa grandmother stop 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 i'm trying to I'm trying to focus here Um, that same one that was attacking Ertleby is going to try and go for it again Um, so he's going to rush forward and when he does he goes through Robordo's area so you get an opportunity attack Robordo yeah time to get Robordo back in business (laughs) yeah back in business negative four oh mother (laughs) you can't even get that low Seven. Oriented. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you take a big swipe, and it just very calmly uh, dodges around you, and it gets. It's next to you, Brummelstone, but it's on your side, and it's throwing its staff forward okay. to try to hit. Uh, or it'll be. No. And miss. And miss. And yes. he yeah. looks defeated and it looks like he's going to be giving up on that action. Um, let's see. The next one's going to try to break out. Still no go. Tin? Okay. Uh, I'm going to kind of like, kind of make like a, like a kissing my, my rifle action. And I'm going to be like, come on, baby. Do me, do me right. And then I'll, I'll aim at the last original. All right. Uh, try and try and hit. Uh, I got a seventeen. That's a hit. As far as you can tell, there's actually two originals still. Is the one that I was that I tried to shoot at last time 
still alive? Or is yeah, that one he's dead? the one that's been trying to attack Ertleby. Okay, so I'm yeah, I'm still aiming at him then. Um, okay. uh, I got eight eight points of damage. All right, and then after that is Vasa. All right. Well, I am kind of annoyed and distracted by Ertleby, <laughs> so I, if I could, I would grab her and try to stuff her in a pocket or something away from my. <laughs> <laughs> then I would turn my sights on the also annoyance, which is uh, Mr. Capital Capital B, and I'll try to attack him. All right. Let's see. Uh, that's a three plus a six, which is a nine. No, unfortunately. Uh, too busy dancing around trying to yep. <laughs> deal with scoochy scratchy Ertleby. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> the one you attacked um, is going to look around and he you uh, you can get an attack on him because he's retreating. That's a 13 plus a six is a 19. That's it. Damn. Okay. So now that Ertleby is in the pocket, I can focus again on, <laughs> well, the matter of murder. And let's see. Scimitar first. That's an eight. Short sword. Four. My sneak attack is six. And then I disengage. So that's six, three, plus eight, nine, plus eight, 17 damage. Yeah, so he looks no. severely wounded. And uh, he's clutching onto it. Uh, he's, he's holding his gut. And as you disengage, um, he ducks back into the archway of the building that uh, the third one had come out of. The one that he summoned is going to turn around and try to uh, attack Roberto. And actually, wow, gets a hit. Oh. For 10 Ugh. damage. It's like it spins oh. around and just drives its staff into your back when you weren't paying oh. attention. Oof. For 10 Not damage. Cool. Uh, Brummelstone. Okay, well, while the original leaving, I'll just actually cast Magic Missile at the one leaving. Oh, he actually uh, uh, got into the archway before your turn, okay. so he's out of sight. Okay, well, can I take a, can I follow him? No. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. I'll do that. Can I cast Magic Missile at him? Yep. Mm-hmm. So, 10 damage. So, yeah, you let loose a volley of Magic Missiles that slam into his back, and he almost falls over from that, but just pick, keeps himself up and is still trying to leave. Roberto. All right. I'm super pissed. One, I don't know what the fuck just happened. Like, I, like, lost five seconds or something of time. <laughs> um, the guy just stabbed me in the butt. Seconds. and 18 <laughs> seconds. I just got stabbed in the book and I'm, butt, and I'm super offended because that's my job. <laughs> um, I'm going to finish off this guy. One of you guys chase after this, the, the, the guy that ran away. All right? So I swing around, get my swords up again, and I jab heartily at the guy who did fucking 10 damage. I could feel that 10 damage. I felt 10 pieces of, like, iron, like, fall off of my skin. 11. That's a whiff. Not feeling it. The day's not my day. Ertleby? Uh, is, like, gonna, like, wriggle her way out of the pocket, <laughs> scamper down Vasa's leg, um, and then just set off to go see what this person who's taking notes is doing. She's going to scamper <laughs> off in that direction. Okay, so yeah, you dart into the building and nice. uh, scamper. But she, and... she's really sneaky, right? Because she's a rat. Um, and she's already pretty sneaky. She's a very dexterous old lady. So she's sneaking as <laughs> yep, she does Make a stealth it. check then. 18. So yeah, you dart into the building and you mar- you make your way through a few rooms and find the one that he's at. And he's actually closing up his book and getting ready to leave. What does he look like? 
He looks um much older than the third one that came out. Um, he still looks mummified, but his clothes are um ragged. There's a little bit of battle wear on it um, that would match up to the damage that the third one has taken. But, um, yeah, he is packing up his stuff and getting ready to leave. The one that you're attacking, uh, Roberto, is going to take off, so you get an opportunity to attack on him. Oh, yes. Please. 21. 21. To hit. That's a hit. Yes. I gleefully stab him in the back. Like he did to me just five minutes ago, uh, <laughs> a second ago, um, and I do eight piercing. All right, so yeah, you um, pierce right into his side, and <clears throat> as you do that, Erdoba, you watch as the one that was taking notes and packing up. Um, he he pulls his cloak back a little bit and looks at the hole from where Roberto stabbed him, <clears throat> and he looks scared. Um, mm. The doctor is in. But, <laughs> regardless, it's time um, for your proctology appointment. <laughs> he is going. To, <laughs> he's going to hop out a side window and start taking off. Um, uh, this is the oldest old McDude. Yeah. Tin. Um, I'll take aim at the guy that Roberto just stabbed. Eighteen. That's a hit. Yeah, he's nice. running out of the alley, so yeah, you got a clear shot at him. Get him. Uh, 15 damage. Ooh. Oh, oh, wait, can I use an action surge so that I can have an additional action? You can. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to do that and try and <laughs> kill this guy. Mofo. Um, so I roll again, right, for like yep. additional attack? Okay. Uh, a 16. That's a hit. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he is dead. Um, <laughs> he uh, sixteen damage. All right, so you shoot him in the back of the head, and he collapses. Pew, pew. Fatality. Just like blow the smoke off of my gun. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, Vasa. Yeah, um, I would have. Vasa would have briefly kind of like reached out a hand, but like grandmother as the rats go down, just like oh, I can't. So she um steps out under the archway, observes the um Mr. Capital B running away, and pulls out her bow and tries to take aim. All right, you got one shot. All right. He's getting ready to le- uh, turn down the corner after this. Eighteen plus six. That's a twenty math. Ooh. Twenty math is a hit. You bury an arrow in the back of his neck, and he collapses. And then the other one that was still in the area, um, just fades away. Damn! Is that the old one, like the one I was looking at, who ran out the window? Well, you don't know what happened to him because he's out of your view now. But the other one that was in the alley, um, just something just just stops existing. And so far, everyone's gone. That's it. Boom. Uh, Ertlebe in rat form is going to scamper over to the window and, like, stick her her head out. Can she smell him? Uh, No, he's completely gone. All you see is his paperwork Mm. on the floor. Mm. All right, well, she's in the window. She's going to start making her rat noises again to try and get people's attention. (laughs) Curses. We got foiled again. I like to hear rat (laughs) sounds like beaker. (laughs) 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 So anybody that wants to can roll an intelligence check to try to 
kind of piece together what happened in that fight. Yeah. I wanted to do that. I just got an 11. <laughs> sure, Tim will try too. Vasa <laughs> would be walking around being like, Grandmother! Grandmother! Yeah. And then kind of like making little <laughs> sounds. <laughs> oh, you yeah, you do heavy. hear uh, the sounds of a uh, meeping rat uh, <laughs> from inside a window. Okay, well, can Vasa get into that building? Easy. Yeah, you hop right uh, into the window and you see her. You, you see the rat, hopefully it's or it'll be just kind of like on its hind legs, just like <laughs> Yeah, I was like uh, like I actually I don't know if it's her. I'm like, grandmother <laughs> as I'm talking to this rat. Uh actually, Pedro, can you go in and whenever I'm meeping, do your own rat impersonation? Because it's so much better than mine. Nope. <laughs> no, no, you're it's gonna be amazing. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like <laughs> You have like a whole crew called the Meepers. <laughs> Every time you turn into them. Um, would Vasa also notice the papers that were left behind? Um, yeah, yeah, you'd see them in the middle of the street. Yeah. Okay. Well, she would gather them on her way back, and then kind of just immediately pass them to Brimblestone, being like, "Oh, this is your jurisdiction." <laughs> doesn't even doesn't even look at them. Roberto got a zero on his intelligence check. <laughs> How? Oh, oh, nice. oh. So, I got a, I got a twenty-two on my intelligence check. I got a sixteen. Nice. <laughs> Brummelstone and Tin. This is what you've kind of figured out happened. Um, the, what you pieced together from that battle was that they seem to be summoning. This is this comes much easier to Brummelstone than it does to Tin because of it's his world. So it's not so right, no abstract. Surprise. What's up? I said no surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, what so Brummelstone realizes is that they were summoning themselves from another time. Uh. What you put together, Tin, was um, that the originals were very much the source of the future selves. Like, as you and Brummelstone start talking about what happened... That's why you guys were able to start putting them away so fast. Is because as you damaged and destroyed the originals, the future ones stopped existing. Mm-hmm. And as you're comparing notes, you realize, too, that, yeah, the future ones, whenever they hit with their staff, it seemed like they were the ones that were propelling people into the future. Almost as if they were taking them back with them. To the future. Oh, I get you. <laughs> as soon as I said it, I was like, all right, that's the setup. <laughs> T-Ball is ready. Actually, yeah, were they going actually, 88 miles an hour? That's what I, <laughs> I noticed first. <laughs> <Tracks> of fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish I had thought of that because I would have given them bulletproof vests. Um, <laughs> thanks so much for listening to World Walkers. I can't believe we're already at episode 10. I want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash worldwalkers for helping us reach our first goal. And I want to take a second to thank all of you. Taking the time to listen to the podcast is incredibly humbling for me. And I wanted to let everyone know that I hope you're having as much fun listening as we are creating the podcast. If you want to keep up on news, follow us on Twitter at worldwalkerspod or give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash worldwalkers. If you want early episodes, exclusive art, and more, you should check us out on patreon.com slash worldwalkers. We got our next live draw event coming up where you can hang with us while we draw and answer questions live. Thanks again to Sirenscape who provided the music and sound effects you heard today. 
Visit them at Sirenscape.com. Uh, is anyone on board for that elephant? Because I, I, that was a serious yeah. thing. You want to buy an elephant? Buy an yeah. elephant to travel through like, the world? I like, <laughs> I'm so serious. I want well, that decision would have to be made in-game. So. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm turn to the group. You guys want to get an elephant? It's <laughs> like, Tiny Tin is super serious. But then she saw the elephant. It's just like, guys, we have to get an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> I, do I, remember, I don't know if I remember the elephant. What is this? Uh, it's um, 200 gold pieces to get an elephant. And it's like legitly, it's like so legit. And he has like its own hit points and he can stop people and you can ride him. I like how you're underground in some sort of dwarven mining town and they have one single elephant for sale. Get your elephants here. <laughs> elephant like, dwarves. They're like, please, we, we don't know. We just found it in the mines and we it's don't like know what to do with it. It's like an oversized dwarf with a trench coat. He like lifts it up. And like, I got your African elephants. I got your Asian elephants. It's like, are you sure you're a dwarf? <laughs> I got your, your teacup elephants. <laughs> Trunks in the trunk. and It's just like a collection of elephants. There is a flash flood warning in my area, guys, so I will try and D&D as long as I can, and if you just hear gurgling, just know that I died doing what I love. (laughs) 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 You can use it as just like a D20. (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm literally like bobbing, and I'm just like, wait, it's my roll, I got it. (laughs) Hanging onto a door is like, never let go, Jack. (laughs) This has been a lucky night so far. Like, we haven't had that many rolls. We've had two 20s. Keep them coming, team. I'm excited. Now, if anyone doesn't roll a 20, I'm going to be disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) We won't let you down. (laughs) You had one job. I don't don't make that guarantee. (laughs) I might let you down a lot. (laughs) I had to give the same speech to my parents. (laughs) (laughs) Expect disappointment. I decided Raven 2 is spelled with a Y. Um, so it's Rave Y N. Yeah, Raven's one name was actually that's so Raven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for Raven 3 because it's Raven the Three Amigos. <gasps> I was thinking it was going to be like faster and furiouser. No, it's going to be named Trey. It's going to be Raven Tokyo Drift. Like Raven Hard, Raven Hard with a vengeance. <laughs> Point is, is we can summon a lot of ravens, and they're all going to have a name. <laughs> this naming convention will go on badly for hours. I apologize. <laughs> Hold on one second. I'm so sorry. I hear no crying outside my door. Oh no! Oh no! Um, and that's the last we ever saw of Petra. Look at the tiny human! 
so cute. It'd be funny if it was just it was like yeah, like Olivia says, like the quiet, creepy crying of a child, and she's he, and then Pedro's like, my daughter's not home, <laughs> and then he goes to open the door. Say hi real quick before she goes to bed. Say hi. Yes. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. I know. I know. <laughs> they make me cry too, baby. They make me cry too. 